ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Basefish Mafia. Basefish Mafia is an entity that is a unique and non-interchangeable unit of data stored on a digital ledger. NFTs can be used to represent easily reproductive items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files as unique items. For more information, make sure you follow them on all social media platforms. Basefish Mafia, join the family. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching a new edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. What's going on, guys? Pretty good, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Been a while. Man, the Super Bowl's just around the corner, man. So this is getting so crazy. The end of the season is coming to an end. I cannot believe 2021 is going to be in the books pretty soon. And, hey, man, what an exciting Super Bowl we have ahead of us. Yeah, when the matchup is now officially set for Super Bowl 56, as it will be the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams. And it was an epic championship Sunday um, with the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game. Let's start off talking about the AFC Championship game between the Bengals and the Chiefs and actually went into overtime. Final score was 27-24 Bengals. Now, at one point in the first half, the Chiefs were blowing out the Bengals. They didn't, it seemed like it was just going to be a blowout. Uh, but there was a moment right before halftime where the Chiefs had the ball at the one-yard line, and they had an opportunity to score a field goal, but instead went for six, and that actually ended up costing them the game. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, a, that was a crazy game. I mean, the Chiefs got off to a 21-3 or 23-21-10 lead. So they was, up, they was up big on the, um, on the Bengals, and, I mean, Bengals came roaring back. They came, they came soaring back on this game. Pretty, pretty good game from um, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. How about that Bengals defense? It came come out of nowhere. Eli Apple, man, can we get some Eli Apple break? He's been playing some good ball. Him and um Chidubia or the former um Dallas Cowboy cornerback. And Jesse Bage, you know, they, they got Von Bill back in the second. They got a pretty good team back there. And they've been playing some good ball there for the Bengals as of late. So I mean, I get, I think Pat Pat Mahomes, he just he struggled the second half. I think he only had like six fifty-five passing yards in the second half. 
They had a pretty big clear half, but the Bengals win the halftime. They made some adjustments, and they came out on top. I mean, it's just all around. It's just a big shocker just in general, right? Because, I mean, we for the last three seasons, yeah, well, the, the, prior, the previous two seasons, yeah. we've seen the Chiefs completely just be able to have their way with whatever team, uh, whether it be with Tyreek Hill or with uh, Travis Kelsey. And then, you know, you, in this game, we, we actually saw uh, Mikael Hardman come off to a fast start. And, you know, in the beginning, you're like, uh-oh, here we go. You know, the Bengals are going to – the Bengals are, are in for a long, a long, long game. And uh, the Bengals kind of came out and just proved everybody wrong. And it just goes to show you, man, two years into this situation with a new quarterback – I mean, we were on the fence about this coaching staff, but you know what? This coaching staff has done their job as far as getting their team and their players ready and and has got them to adjust on the fly. So big props to showing every NFL team and every NFL fan, if you have the right quarterback with the right coach, anything is possible. Look at the Bengals. They're no longer the Bungles. We are looking at the Bengals that are going to be performing in Super Bowl 56. Yeah, and Eli Apple made a key tackle right before halftime. Um, the score was actually the same exact score that it was back in week 17 when these two teams played, and it kind of the same thing happened. So, I mean, the Chiefs only scored, I believe, it was only three points in that second half. That, that's, just, that's just crazy, right? Isn't it amazing how good the Bengals, how quick the Bengals have gotten good? Like, they, they went from the bottom of the barrel of that division. You know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore has owned that division for the past two decades. And then the Bengals, I mean, they went, they was what? They, they won three games, Joe Burrow's freaking year, two or three yeah. games. Mm-hmm. But and then this year, I mean, this is it's crazy how fast they've, they've gotten good. And it's, the future, the future's bright in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, to me, what ended up costing the Chiefs the game was Patrick Mahomes trying to do too much. I mean, also from a coaching perspective, you should you should kick it, you know, the field goal three points and be up by more at halftime. This is a championship game. The game right before, you know, uh, whoever wins gets to go Super Bowl 56. So I really didn't understand that uh, play calling. I understand that you trust your quarterback in that position. But at the same time, you take the points. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to – I think that's a a very valid point right there. I think, like you said, I mean, this is not a a regular season game that that you can come back from. And obviously they learned, but you know, if any, if anything, I expect the Chiefs to be in the same situation next next year. They still have they still have found a way to keep this team intact. Uh, for the most part, they have the core pieces in place. Yeah, I mean, just for me, from my perspective, though, it's going to be a lot tougher for the Chiefs to beat. You know, be in that same positions that they were this past year because uh, Baltimore had a lot of injuries. They're going to be back. They're going to be fully healthy, right? The Bengals now, I don't see them going anywhere now. I think they're just going to get better in the next coming years, right? Justin Herbert, the, the Chargers, that's a very talented team that didn't make the playoffs. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot tougher for the Chiefs to be back in the AFC Championship going for the fourth straight year next year. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking to myself, right, being a Cowboy fan, I was like, you know, the NFC is, is, is very tough. You know, we've got A-Rod still in the NFC. we got Tom Brady still in the NFC. But then today I was thinking back, I was like, wow, we don't have Tom Brady anymore in the NFC. And uh, who knows, is A-Rod going to still be a part of the NFC? So, you know, for the most part, the AFC is it lo- it's looking to be a, a powerhouse uh, just for all AFC teams and, and all conferences, just with the matchups they have uh not only within the division, but 
uh, from the schedule. Yeah, and now let's talk about the NFC Championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. In the fourth quarter, the Niners were up by 10 points. And we just saw the Niners do the Niner things. And then play calling for Kyle Shanahan again in the fourth quarter, again in a close game. A game that means, you know, going to Super Bowl 56, he just didn't make the the correct play calls. Uh, I know Tart did have a, almost a pick off of Matthew Stafford that he dropped. And, I mean, I think that might have cost him the game. But still, they played really – the first half was really good for the Niners. Um, they were up, you know, they were up on the Rams. And not a lot of people were expecting it. But, again, the Niners have beat this team six times in a row. Um, the Rams, uh, Matthew Stafford – Cooper Cup was amazing in that game. They they were to come back and win the game. I think we've seen firsthand this game is why uh, the 49ers t- did all they could to draft Trey Lance this past season because they knew what they had in Jimmy Garoppolo. We all we know what he is or whatnot, and he, he came to fruition this game. He struggled. He didn't he didn't have a good game, especially the second half. Um, the Rams defense kind of got after him a little bit, threw a pick, could have had a couple more picks if they weren't drops. On the 49ers defense, they gave him a, they gave him a lot of opportunities. For, the, for Jimmy G to take over, but he couldn't do it. Um, Stafford played a magnificent game. Cooper Cup, oh my, he's great. He's playing some good ball right now. Odell Beckham Jr. is playing some good ball. But we, the, the bottom line is from this game, like like Fidel said, that um, the 49ers had won six straight games. So we knew at some point that they was kind of due for a loss. It's kind of too good to be true there. But um, my 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 for this game is that Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, he's just he's on the way to find a new team. And Trey Lance is the future for the um, San Francisco 49ers. Well, uh, I mean, luckily now this stuff is going to be on YouTube. So you be able to see what I'm doing. They, they, they got that, that monkey off of their back, man. The, finally, right. The Rams are able to, to, to shed that 49ers. Uh, I don't know. Was that a curse? Would you consider that a curse? I mean, it looked like they couldn't. No, uh, but I felt like what they were finally able to do in this game, then they couldn't do in the first game or second game was kind of exposed at secondary uh, Cooper cup. Uh, he made, he had, a, again, he had a great game. Odell Beckham Jr. He, they both had over a hundred receiving uh, yards. Uh, so that to me was the biggest difference in the games. And then also the late acquisition of trade for Von Miller. That was big. He ended up making the biggest play of the game towards the end. He did. So, uh, and, 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 you know, it's crazy, right? Because we've been able to absorb a lot of this, you know, uh, rumblings of, of you know how the Rams sold out this year has been they've been selling out what every season to get to this position and they're finally here and now we're starting to hear should teams pick up on what the Rams are doing and getting on this type of team strategy as far as selling out to get into punching in your ticket I mean personally I think that you need to have a core to be able to do something like this uh in place right because you always need a core right uh it's good to have some nice flashy players that can get you you know points or 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 you know stop the other team from getting the points but uh the this this ramp scene this is the most important game coming up uh coming up in a couple of weeks right uh and 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 are they going to be able to retain this team next season completely yeah, first things first. They got to win Super Bowl 56. And, uh, I mean, if they win, it'll be worth it. I mean, look, at this point, it's already been worth it. They're going to uh, another Super Bowl. And um, you know, let's give credit to Matthew Stafford as well. Oh, yeah. First year back, you know, first year in, uh, in L.A. with the Rams. He had a good game, and that's one of the reasons why they won. 
not that not the Stafford that that uh, all Walt is used to is used to seeing, right? You know, inter- interesting stat. I saw that um, that the NFC Championship this one specifically was the most watched one in Detroit, and I don't know how many years. Wow. So people still keep an eyes on uh, Matthew Stafford. Maybe Walt is too, but I doubt it. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure a lot of people. I'm, I mean. I want. I, I'm kind of interested on the ratings in Texas, right? Because Matt Stafford is a Texas boy, so a lot of us are proud of him. So, had talked yes. to Matt Stafford and the Rams. They did a a good job as far as punching their ticket. Yeah. So the matchup for Super Bowl Fifty Six again. It's it's set. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get more into that game here in the the next coming days. But uh, let's talk about these coaching vacancies. Obviously, there's been quite a few that have already kind of been uh, filled. So we'll start off with the Broncos. They've hired um, Nathaniel Hackett, the Giants, Brian Dayball, and that's a whole different story. And we'll get into that here in a few minutes. The Raiders, Josh McDaniels, the Bears, Matt Albrus, the Vikings are supposedly, and they're expected to uh, to announce that the offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, Kevin O'Neill, or Kevin O'Connell, I'm sorry, is mm-hmm. expected to be the next head coach there in Minnesota. Now, a lot of people, including myself, thought that Jim Harbaugh was going to end up being there for whatever reason. It just didn't work out. And now uh, Kevin O'Connell is the favorite to land that job. I Me, mean, personally, I think I thought that the Vikings was the was the best coaching job available. And I thought um, Harbaugh was going to go there, but they did, but they did nail in. Um, the, I th- is it official yet with O'Connell? With, with O'Connell? So they can't make it official till after the Super Bowl, but everything indicates for uh, to the Vikings going in that direction. Okay, well, they, um, it'll be a good hire for the um, for the Vikings. Uh, him coming over from the LA round, from the offensive um, perspective. But uh, you know, the, the Vikings, the last coach Mike Zimmer was a defensive coordinator. Then they got rid of the GM too, Rick Spielman. They had some few going on there. I did some report between Spielman and Zimmer. But um, yeah, I think it's a good hire for the Vikings. I mean, there's a lot of talent there on that team on the offensive side of the ball and defense side of the ball. You got Justin Jefferson there, um, Davin Cook. I think Kirk Cousin had one more year in his contract. But um, Thielen come, Thiel, Adam Thielen's coming back from an injury. So I think the, um, the Vikings, are, they're in good hands there with the Rams, with the Rams um, coach coming in there. And I think that's a good um, a good fit for him. I think the other um, coach for this is I'm interested to see what happens with the New Orleans Saints job. I really want to see what happens. I know we're going to talk about Brian Flores in a few minutes, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen with who's going to take that job. Yeah, and teams that are still looking for a head coach, uh, the Dolphins, Jaguars, Saints, and Texans. I mean, look at look at look. Let's look at those names that we just said, right? We we, we mentioned quite a few names, but you know, if you look at it, the the they, they're all coming from the same kind of coaching tree, and it's crazy because it's a modern day coaching tree. Well, I, how modern? I don't know, right? Because Kyle Shanahan and and Sean McVay, obviously, they work together and they kind of know each other's systems in and out. Uh, but you know you got Matt Lafleur also uh, under Kyle Shanahan system, and Matt, and we've seen his what kind of success he's had with Green Bay. Now you have uh, uh, Matt Lafleur's brother, Mike Lafleur, in with the New York Jets, and now you see you know Sean McVay's. Uh, wasn't Zach Taylor under Sean McVay also yeah. with, with the Bengals? So you see that, and then now look look at now look at the vikings picking up uh, another another protege with that so it just shows you it, it's a copycat leak and 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 look at look at what these teams are trying to do and now bringing nathaniel over from green bay i believe right 
The, yeah. Does that feed more of the rumors of A-Rob possibly joining the Denver Broncos? I mean, of course. I mean, and that's got to be the number one thing that everyone's thinking, including myself, is the reason for this hire is because they believe they can trade for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, why else would Nathaniel Hackett not saying he doesn't deserve the job, but I think, you know, when you put two and two together, that's the first thing you come up with. What a, what an off season of speculation left to to go in. and and we're just entering it we're about to enter it almost yeah because look I mean the Packers are going to have quite a few coaches leave I mean they already had two or three leave for different jobs um, Devontae Adams is going to be a he's a projected to be a free agent this year we'll see what happens with that I mean if Gary Aaron here's the thing though the NFC North to win I think is a lot easier than winning the AFC West. The AFC West is stacked. So but if you're Aaron, why would you want to go there? If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I was just telling a buddy um, the other day, if I'm Rodgers, I'm staying in the NFC. I don't want no parts of the AFC. I'm staying in the NFC. You're, gonna, you're guaranteed. You, you're playing Detroit twice, Chicago twice, and Minnesota. Okay, yeah, Minnesota. you and Minnesota, y'all kind of, y'all been back and forth the past couple of years. But you, at worst, you got probably at least five, six wins right there. And just in division. And who else in the NFC is going to scare you? I mean, you got Dallas with that Prescott. You got the Cardinals and the Rams, and you don't know what the four now is going to be. Other than Seattle, they're going down here. Other than that, the whole and NFC Tom, South. Is, and with Tom retiring, I mean, yes. just make The whole NFC South is going to be a disaster. So, I mean, if you Aaron, why not? Why do you go to the AFC? <laughs> you know, and you, you have a valid point there. You know, I actually saw – Um, I actually was reading a report where they were saying – uh, that as far as it goes, that a lot of this is going to happen is is going to see if the Packers can remain to keep both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams together. That's the that's the key factor I heard. Devontae Adams is asking for a lot of money. Not sure what the Packers uh, cap situation is, but it, it's a lot of cash that he's uh, that he wants now in free agency. And I believe A Rod's asking for cash too. So I mean, if anything, we saw how much Amari Cooper's making and no home Michael, discounts. Michael Thomas is making. I mean, these guys are making over twenty-two million a year. So, ouch. Yeah, but look, since we're talking about the coaching hirings, let's go ahead and talk. You know, start talking about Brian Flores and what he's going through now. So, Brian Flores is suing the NFL and the Miami Dolphins. He is accusing the Miami Dolphins of you know. The owner, Stephen Ross, offering him a hundred, I believe it was a hundred thousand dollars to lose games to tank and get the first overall pick a couple of years back. Um, most recently he had an interview with the New York Giants. He thought it went well. He got text messages from Bill Belichick saying they hadn't gotten the job. But Bill Belichick did not know he was texting the wrong Brian. Those text messages were met for Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator of the Bills, which ended up the person that the Giants hired. So there's a lot, a lot of reports, and I'm not going to get into everything. Um, but you know, Brian Flores is accusing the NFL of being racist, uh, not giving minorities the proper opportunities that they should get. Um, and it's just, it's a mess, man. It really is. Yes, but um, before we get started, that I am not Brian Flores. I just want to get that straight. I know people say I look like Brian Flores, but I'm not Brian Flores. I'm Kevin. <laughs> but it's Kevin Durant, Brian Flores. <laughs> I just want to say that, but this um this this is crazy. This situation here, and and we just I would like I said earlier, this is just it's just getting started. Brian Flores just started. I mean, we've seen Coach Hugh Jackson come out. We've seen Mar- Marvin Lewis come out on day two. This right here is just getting started. 
Eric Bieniemy hasn't even gotten a job yet. He's had a couple of injuries, but he hasn't got a job yet. But you've seen other coaches get jobs. Like, how many years in the world has it been since we keep saying that? Is this the year of Eric, Eric Bieniemy? And it hasn't been yet? So um, I'm, I'm 100% with Brian Flores on this, and I just think it's, it's sad. Yeah. Um. I look. I think that, you know, good for good good for him to to send up to, uh, you know what what what's right. And I think that, you know, I think equality it it needs to be fair all over all over the all over. I mean, all over the U.S. actually. And I think if anything, like what he was trying to explain is, you know, people look at the NFL and that's the goal right there. But, you know, it needs to start there so it could spread. Uh, it can manifest itself, so it makes it it makes a ton of sense. I think if anything, the best case scenario that would would come of this is maybe perhaps an actual program, you know, maybe uh, some kind of schooling or some kind of program uh, that maybe even even kids out of high school or maybe in the co- in the college ranks that actually want to be a coach, you know, maybe they can actually take a course that could get them the certifications that they need to understand, right? Because there's more than just the X's and O's as far as, as, as coaching, coaching wise, from what we learn with our, with our good friends that we have that are coach uh, and that are, that have been, you know, the head coach of a football team, you know, there's, there's also, I mean, look at, look, look at the situation that we experienced this year and, and we, we try not to talk about it too much, but, how would a new coach, like let's say Matt Eberflus, even though he has 30 years of coaching, he's never been a head, uh, a head coach before. Um, let's say he has this situation with Antonio Brown. I mean, this is stuff that, that he's never experienced before. And, you know, what, how, in what way would he, you know, in what way would he react? You know what I'm saying? Now put Brian Flores in that situation too. So I think if if anything, if the NFL and the coaches can come together as far as putting a program together, maybe something that could be done through college, and then they can get maybe into the field and then and actually start working in it and open that up for the actual GMs too. You know what I mean? People that want to be a general manager, but you know, I think the NFL is making some strides in the right way. Uh, maybe the, it's a little bit slower than we, we than what people would like to see but i mean we have been seeing the number of general managers and the minority going up which is a good thing so uh you know we just want to we just want to see the 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 i think that there's a ton of coaches like we said someone uh, someone mentioned eric the enemy hey i'm actually a big fan of the mick ryan's you know he was an excellent uh linebacker when he was with the texans and um I think he had a, a short stint with the Eagles, but he was still a you know high caliber player. But look at what he was able to establish with the 49ers. He was able to take over Robert Sala's defense. And look, he understood situational football and was able to get his team lined up with the right X's and O's. I think that these are names that need shots. But I think if anything, the best case scenario is that the NFL can come out with some kind of program that can ensure that everybody will have an equal opportunity to maybe uh, apply for these kind of positions. Yeah. And then also uh, Brian Flores did say the following as well. Uh, Adds that he interviewed with the Broncos in 2019, but general manager John Elway and president Joe Ellis showed up an hour late. They look completely disabled 
And it was obvious that they had been drinking heavily the night before. They eventually hired Vic Fangio. <sighs> so it's not just the Giants. It's the Broncos. And now everything coming to light about what Stephen Ross asked Brian Flores to do, including talking to a quarterback by the name of Tom Brady, trying to convince him to come over during free agency. Um, these are heavy accusations. And if any of this is true, as far as for the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross is not going to own that team for very much longer. It's tough, man. It's an ugly situation. I mean, you know, we... It's Jerry, they, they, they had two winning seasons, and I think in 10 years with I Brian mean, Flores. I mean, we can even go back to Jim Caldwell, too. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, there's something going on uh, with the minority coaches not being hired. And hopefully, they get down to the bottom of this. And hopefully, this can be a start, you know, of the change that they have, you know, and, and the back of the helmets on the field that says end racism. R- racism is, is what we see still in the NFL. Yeah, it's more than it's more than a decal, a decal sticker. It's actually the action. So let's see, let's see what they do next. And you know, anybody else that's out there, I know Coach Hugh Jackson's already came out, and you know, and he's you know he supports Brian Flores. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more coaches out there, general managers out there that have gone through the same thing. So hopefully, you know, now that there's the first domino fell, first person coming out. Um, that we're going to see more of that. That way, there is going to be change that starts, you know, becoming. Um, I, I think also uh, Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think he needs to come out and speak on this as well. Yeah, he's the only coach. He's the only minority or the only black coach, right? Because we still got Ron Rivera, uh, uh, a part of the Washington Commanders, right? And speaking of the Washington Commanders, that is the new name of the Washington football team. What do you guys think of the name? I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not going to say too much on that. I would kind of like the Washington football team better. Yeah, I do too. Than the Commanders, but I mean, even maybe the Washington Warriors would have been a little better than that. But I, I don't have too much to say on, say on this, Jerry. Mm. Man, I think that they're trying to be the Cowboys here. I mean, Commanders, Cowboys. No. Look, and the reason why they went with that name is because obviously they're in the nation's capital and they wanted to have some annihilate, um, something close that represents the military. So that's why they went with the commanders. They should have gone with the, they should they should have gone with the presidents, but you know, it is what it is. Look at their logo, it even has stars on it. I mean, to me, I'm I'm with West Coast. Uh, I think that they're just they're just trying to I mean, they're they're trying to be what the Cowboys are, man. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think, honestly, I think dude, so. I think so. I just, I don't think they had very many selection for names. Uh, maybe the red, the red wolves would have been good. So it would have been unique for the for lack of better terms. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, Washington um, Commanders. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's gonna you know take some time to get used to. All right, guys. Uh, anything else before we end today's show? Well, uh, I know we had a big week of Pro Bowls this week. Oh, so so, sorry, Kendall. I don't mean to cut you off, but we can't end the show without talking about Tom Brady retiring after 22 seasons <laughs> in the NFL. So reports came out Saturday by Adam Schefter saying that Tom Brady was retiring. 
and then they released a statement on Twitter, and then they erased it. They were going back and forth. Even Tom Brady's father, I believe, was on the radio saying that <laughs> Tom was not retiring. Well, it turns out Tom is retiring. He retired yesterday after 22 seasons, winning seven Super Bowls, six with the Patriots, one with the Buccaneers. The, the greatest quarterback of all time, obviously. And, um, man, I, I thought he at least was going to come back for one more year. Yeah, man, greatest of all time. I'm thankful that I got a chance to see him play a couple of years back in Baltimore, even though we got ran out of, out of the stadium. I did get a chance to see Tom Brady up and, up, up and close. Um, the greatest of all time, just like Fidel said, I mean, everybody knows the greatest of all time. Six, six Super Bowl rings with the Patriots, one with Tampa Bay. But um, greatest of all time, the goal is to go down, first ballot Hall of Fame, without, as, soon as, as, soon, as soon as it's open for him. And, I mean, that's, that's all I got to say about Tom, man. Hats on to a great, a tremendous career. I just want to say thank you so much, Tom Brady, for all the great memories. It was a pleasure seeing you. I never thought in my lifetime that I would see greatness. And, uh, you know, what a time for me to be alive. You know, I I, I, I was too, I was still a little bit young, catching on to the Michael Jordan thing. Yeah, I did get to see Kobe, you know, uh, I did get to see greatness in Kobe. And, 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 and I got to see greatness in Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has left a mark on the NFL that I, I don't think will ever be accomplished again. So hats off to the greatest uh, of all time in the NFL, Tom Brady. Thank you. Yeah, and in 2027, he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. First so, yeah, yep. and that's going to be a very interesting class because I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger is going to get in as well. He retired. Um, yeah, man. But, yeah, greatest of all time. We'll never see anything like what Tom did in the last 22 years. So, all right, with that being said, any final thoughts? Yeah, so we got Pro Bowl this week, Senior Bowl practices, and I think Senior Bowl is Saturday, Pro Bowl is Sunday. Um, next week, big week at East West Football, we got um, we have a bunch of live streams. We got Super Bowl show, and we'll have a Bengals and a, um, a Rams guy join us next week. So make sure y'all tune us out. Make sure y'all tune in to us. <laughs> yeah, um, pay attention to the uh, Instagram lives because we've been we've been getting, we've been going live on Instagram live. Yesterday we had our, our jersey giveaway, uh, Brochmo. Uh, go check out his his YouTube. Uh, I mean, if you want to get caught up on all the college players to see, you know, where they're ranked and whatnot, I think he's one of the best in the business. Uh, and and stay tuned. We're going to have some YouTubes uh, with Brochmo uh, uh, as far as talking about this year's draft class. Uh, so we're going to get uh, – there's no – there's no really no offseason with, with, with the NFL. And I think, uh, you know, just stay tuned – uh, and uh, and make sure you subscribe, man. You subscribe, you be your your name automatically gets entered to the next drawing that we're gonna have coming out pretty soon after we find out who's Super Bowl, uh, who the actual Super Bowl winner or the whoever takes home the crown. Obviously, we're gonna have another gift giveaway, but the only way to get that prize is if you're subscribed. So you know what to do. All right, well, everyone out there, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. 
but I like airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast.